0: Welcome to the Wondersphere podcast, where we encourage you to explore the world around us, whether that's in your backyard or across the across. I keep saying that across the globe. <laughs> uh, today, I have uh, Jeremy from Sick. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Imagery does some really awesome stuff on Twitter. I'll make sure to link that. Jeremy, would you mind telling our awesome listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. First of all, Trey, I'm, I'm really stoked to be here and uh, stoked with the opportunity to, to share what I do, man. I, I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, I've been a photographer for probably a little over a decade now. Um, in the past two or three years, I've been a full-time traveler with my wife. We have a travel YouTube channel. So that is our life is just traveling around the world, doing YouTube videos of all the different places where we go, and just by the nature of that, I get to be in some pretty cool places, and that allows me to take some 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 cool pictures.
0: Absolutely. Um, I really like some of the stuff you've done because it does look like you've been just about everywhere, especially here in the in the U.S. Have you ever been to Montana?
1: No, I, that's one place I haven't been to, and I've been dying to go up there and do some 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 good landscape shots. And I, I know there's some dark skies out there so I can do some some night skies, some Milky Way stuff. Um, but I haven't been there. Um, the Northwest, well, no, Midwest North, I should say. And mostly on the East Coast, the North, I haven't done a lot, but through the middle and the South of the US, I've been all over the place, man.
0: Awesome, That's <laughs> that's really cool. Um, so, how did you get into photography, especially travel photography?
1: Yeah, so um, it, it actually was by accident. Photography was never on my radar at all. Um, I was a musician. I was I played guitar in a progressive death metal band, and um, so we were touring in Southern California and around the the, the West Coast. And um, one of my friends that um, was an awesome photographer. She was doing. My promo shots for my solo album that I was gonna do. and after hanging out with her and seeing the pictures that she's doing, I'm like, "Wow, how do you make me look so cool?" I'm not that cool, you know? like somehow you're getting these awesome angles and 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 the pictures are coming out great. So I started with my little iPhone, and I would get like a little get low angle, you know, because when you're first taking pictures, everybody's always standing up straight, taking it eye level, and that's just what people do. And so she's the first one that got me to get low and, and take different angle shots, like even lay down on the ground. So I started doing that. And then I was like, man, this is really cool. People started to really say, look at that shot. You you you're, you must be a good photographer. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> so from there, um, I ended up buying, uh, actually, my mom gave me my first camera at that point. This was around 20, 2011, 2012 she gave me her old camera and it was a canon rebel xt um the lens didn't come off it like i couldn't do a lot with it but that's good because it made me learn what the camera capabilities were you know and that was the other thing my friend said you start in manual don't start in auto you know because when you're in auto the camera thinks for you so i started doing that and as I progressed and learned what my camera couldn't do, then I moved up to a Canon 6D, my first full frame. And from then on, it was, it was animals, it was landscapes. I started doing long exposure. Um, and it just really took off from there. The travel stuff didn't really start until, um, I want to say around 2019, 2018. And that's when my wife and I started to really focus on traveling around the world for our YouTube channel. And that's when it really became everywhere we go. I need to start taking pictures of all these places.
0: That makes, that's awesome. I, I say, I overuse the word awesome. I ought to get myself a thesaurus every time I want to say awesome. <laughs> because... That's all
1: right. Man. <laughs> I love, I love awesome. I say it all the time too.
0: Um, so I know or I saw the video that you posted on YouTube the other day about uh getting pictures of eagles. How yeah. did you find that that those pictures were awesome, first off. They Thank were you. very crisp, very awesome. Um Thank but you. second off, how do you or how did you find that location and how do you approach location, I guess, scouting in general?
1: So that one was um a little bit more unique um because so my home base where my wife and I have our, our belongings is Lewis, Delaware, um, pretty much right on the beach. So in between travels, we'll spend about a week or two there before we go off to the next destination. And there are a few photographer friends that I have in that area. And one of the guys just hit me up and said, Hey, the the Eagles that are normally at this one location uh, called Conowingo dam. Um, that's a really popular Eagle spot. But for some reason there were a whole lot of Eagles in Bombay Hook, which was about 25, 30 minutes from where the house is. And he said, hey, let's go up there. You know, when the, when the low tide or when it's low, low tide, all the fish are pretty much there for the taking and the eagles pretty much knew about it and showed up in full force. So he said, hey, let's go up there and do some, some sunrise shots and, and get some of these eagles. And man, there were about 40 to 50 eagles, like all around. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Like prior to that, it was, you see an eagle in the zoo, you know, like I rarely could see one ever in the, in the wild. So that was, that was just phenomenal, man. Um, Just standing out there shooting these eagles. And I think the ones that you're talking about, some of the, at least the best ones from the video this Eagle was sitting on this sign right next to the road. And he didn't care that anyone was there. Like we were 20 feet from this wild Eagle just sitting there. So if you have a good lens, which I had, I had a good long lens. It was the uh, Sigma, um, 150 to 600 contemporary. And when you have a 600 millimeter lens, you can get real close. And, um, So that's how I got those shots. It just happened to be luck, I guess, that that they were all there real close to where I live. So I actually went up maybe two or three days in a row and they were still there. They they were there for a long time. Uh, So I got a lot of of good eagle shots there. But typically when I'm scouting a location, um, I might ask some photographers where's the best, you know, sunset spot, or where can I get water reflections. But a lot of times what I do is if I know an area that I'm going to be at, I look at Google Maps, and I just kind of zoom in on the general area. And I look for rivers, and I look for coastlines and stuff like that. And if I see one that's somewhere where I can just go scout, I'll just drive there one day and just see what things look like. And I'll be like, Oh, wow. So in this direction, the sun's coming up from over here. So if I show up at this time, then I can go get the kind of shots that I want. So usually my scouting starts with, with Google Maps and just trying to see. I, I love water, so I'm always looking for water. And that's where I usually start with. And from there, I just drive around until I find something that strikes my interest.
0: The water is something that's really interesting. I find that a lot of photographers have an interest in water—the way that it bounces and reflects lights, or the way yeah. that it reflects, uh, has a reflection, or the reflection shatters and the ripples. That kind yep. of stuff is always awesome.
1: Yep, I love water. I, I, and a lot of times with our travels, we um, we we tend to go to where there's beaches and a lot of water places. We're not really landlocked very often.
0: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man.
0: Um, so apart from near your hometown, what are some of your favorite locations to uh, go shooting? Or do you have a couple spots that you frequent or repeat a lot? Um,
1: well, in the hometown, you said besides the hometown? Yeah. Not really, because we travel so much. Um well that's not necessarily true. So where we are right now, right now we're in Progreso, Mexico, which is right on the gulf, um the Gulf of Mexico. And we were here in 2020 for 3 months house sitting for this Canadian couple and they they've been wanting us to come back so we came back this time. Um so now like here there's there's definitely some places that I keep going back to. Like I'll notice there's a bunch of boats lined up on the beach and I'm like okay, I'm going to go there. I'm, I want dramatic clouds i want movement of the clouds and i want like sometimes i'll know certain shots that i want and i'll go there and i'll keep going back until i get the shot that i want you know because you can't control the weather you can't control the clouds but if the boats and the landscape stay the same then at least i know the composition that i want to get and i'm just waiting for the sky to cooperate with me so in general um if I'm in a place long enough, I'll frequent the same few spots just because I want to get the best shot you know like I'll take a thousand shots and maybe two of them will ever see the light of day um, so I'll get a lot of the same shots all the time and i and then I pick the best one um, but in general, it's really hard for me to do that going to the same spaces all the time because we move around so much that You know, I might be in a place for a week, two weeks, and I don't have the chance to go back multiple times. You know, so it's hit or miss. It really depends. Like when we were in Yosemite, um, there were definitely a few times where we went to the same spots in Yosemite for the same reason. We wanted a good sky. You know, you you can't control that. So if we go there and the sky is boring, yeah, I can always replace the sky. I mean, I can. I know my way around Photoshop, and I, I like to edit things like that, but. I prefer to get it in my camera. So it really just depends on on where I am and for how long I'm there. But it doesn't happen very often. I'm usually just all over the place and something strikes me and then I shoot it and then I move on.
0: Yeah, I I love that uh, process, too, when it's especially when I feel like inspiration is part of it, where you just get an idea and it. um Immediately, you have to go and get your camera. There's actually, yeah. uh, oh, sorry, what were you gonna say?
1: No, I'm I'm agreeing. Yes, that's that's exactly it's exactly what happens. Like I don't know if you saw one of the videos I posted um, last week. I posted one, and we had we had some storms roll in, and my wife and I were just chilling on the the rooftop bar. We were just hanging out. It was nice, cool breeze. But this storm came in with the quickness and the clouds were so dramatic. It was crazy. And so I'm sitting here with my iPhone like, oh, look at these clouds. They're so cool. And we're laughing at the wind. And I'm like, um, I should be shooting this. Like, why am I sitting here? You know, so we instantly grabbed all the gear and we're, we're about a block from the beach. And oh, sorry, I got I, I'm house sitting cats. Um, so we're about a block from the beach and I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's grab the gear. And we ran up to the, to the beach and I saw some instant compositions that I thought would be cool. And, and I got them. I posted those two dramatic shots that I thought were pretty cool. So I totally agree with you. Sometimes the moment happens and you're like, I got to shoot.
0: Uh, I, I've been relating to a lot of the stuff you said, that you've been saying from starting with phones and starting with the non-removable lens camera, that kind of stuff. But good grief, that's something that I relate to so much is just the, and it's almost like the thrill of discovery too. And I feel like that's when most of us are in our flow state as well.
1: Yes. Yes. That that's for sure. Um, I think one of the things I I don't want to say hinders me, but, when you have like, I have a lot of gadgets. I have a 360 camera. I have a drone. I have my normal camera. I have a GoPro, got all these things. And not only do I like shooting with those things, but I like shooting different styles. Like I'm really big on long exposure. It's one of my favorite things to do. So when you're out there, like with those dramatic clouds, I have a hard time deciding what should I shoot with should I get the clouds moving in long exposure or should I capture the drama of it the way it is you know all crisp and clean so it's it's fun to be inspired and it's fun to see what you come up with when you have no goal
0: you just are out there to shoot you know absolutely I uh, get yeah 100 percent um so we're about halfway through these questions already I can't believe it this has been going really fast for me yeah Um, it's quick so just i always like to mention the warrior academy in the middle for anybody who's listening the warrior academy is a group of amazing people if you want to learn about cryptocurrency if you want to learn about nfts as well as finding people that can help you get motivated and diligent and help you achieve your goals check out the warrior academy the link will either be in the show notes or in the description on YouTube or odyssey yes sorry about that I always oh. try and get that in <laughs> oh man you gotta
1: plug you gotta plug your businesses man for sure
0: um so I don't usually talk about gear I find that a lot of people kind of over talk about it mm-hmm. um, but I know that a lot of photographers are going to want to know so what camera are you using currently in what's your usual gear setup, I guess.
1: Okay. So just a uh, fair warning. I am not a gearhead. There's a lot of photographers that are gearheads, and that's great. If, if you love gear by all means um, I'm not, but I am a Canon photographer and I do love my camera. I shoot with a Canon R5 um, and it's phenomenal. I went from a 5d Mark four to the R5 and this is my first mirrorless and it's it's mind blowing. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, my go-to lens is the 15 to 35 millimeter F 2.8 because I'm primarily landscape. Um, and I need that 2.8 for the low light and like the long exposure stuff. Well, not necessarily for the long exposure, but I do a lot of low light. I did a lot of concert photography stuff. So you definitely need that 2.8. Um, And also for our travel videos, you know, when you're walking around trying to hold a camera, you need something wide angle. So 15 to 35, just, it covers all those bases. Um, Same with um, uh, Milky Way night shooting. 15 to 35 is amazing. I've also got the uh, RF 70 to 200 F 2.8 beast of a lens. Probably my favorite lens I've ever shot with as as far as clarity and crisp and fast autofocus that lens is a beast uh, i don't use it as much as i probably want to because i like wide angle stuff so much and the 70 um i don't really get to do that as much with that but for street photography and stuff like that ooh, that lens is a beast Um, And then my third lens that I travel with for the, for the R5 is the Sigma 150 to 600, which is, you know, for the, for the wildlife stuff, you know, there's all kinds of flamingos out here, the eagle shots that you saw, that's for the stuff that, you know, you always have to respect animals. You want to keep your distance from them. A lot of photographers will break rules and try and get too close to things. I'm not a fan of that. I'm I'm an animal lover through and through. And I always keep my respect and keep my distance. So that 150 to 600 um, is a beast of a lens. So those are my three go-tos. I would love to trade in the 150 to 600 for the RF 100 to 500. But that, you know, I think I need to sell a kidney in order to, to get that lens. It's, a, it's an expensive lens, man. But oh so yeah. Are, Those are my three go-tos for the, for the Canon R5. And then I have also a DJI Mavic Pro, Mavic 2 Pro drone. And I shoot with the Insta360 One X for my 360 degree uh, shots. And I don't do much photography with the GoPro, but um, I really want to get some, you know, the, have you seen those shots? where the waves are just curling over and you have the shot of going down the barrel of the wave. Have you seen those?
0: Um, kind of, yeah. It's, there's actually a photographer, I think he's in Australia, who is like, known for that stuff. His Instagram is absolutely full of them. Uh yeah, yeah that uh, sounds like something from him.
1: See, I, I, I've seen so many shots of that perfect curl of the wave and I really want to get some stuff like that. I tried a few when we were in Puerto Vallarta a few months ago, but I'm just not, it, when you're used to having like a DSLR or a full frame or a mirrorless camera or something, going to a GoPro where you don't really have the control and you're trying to get those same kind of shots with just this little box. Um, I haven't really gotten it the way I wanted to, but that's the only thing that I've really ever shot with, with uh, the GoPro. But, anyways, that's that's my gear. I don't really shoot with my phone very much unless I have to. Uh, but I pretty much travel everywhere with my camera, even if I'm just going down the road to to go to the grocery store or go to eat dinner at a restaurant. I I pack my camera bag in the
0: car. Oh, uh, isn't it the worst thing when you decide, you know, I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to leave my camera at home because I don't want to carry it, and then yeah. on your walk you see clouds or something and it makes you go Yep, i, yep. Knew I should have brought the tank thing
1: that, that <laughs> happened just a few weeks ago like i never almost never go anywhere without my camera and um a couple invited us for dinner um right on the main it's called the malacon and it's like the main boardwalk of this this town where we're at and it's beautiful there's palm trees it's the beach it's The world's longest pier is here. It's four miles long. And so we went out to eat and I was like, I'm not going to bring my camera. I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to go out and enjoy the night because I never do. And then we get there and the sunset was phenomenal. And I'm like, of course, the time I don't bring my camera. But anyways, I, I excused myself. I said, look, guys, I'm sorry. The sunset is ridiculous. Let me get away from this table for a second. And I took my little iPhone and I went out there and I did my little iPhone shots and they came out cool. They they didn't come out too bad. I can't hate on it. But man, I it's so frustrating when you see something you oh, don't have your camera.
0: That is the absolute worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, one thing that I found interesting when I was talking to um, Axel Bostrom was that influence that social media has had on the shooting process uh he had said that he uh was hesitant he had a video saying that he was hesitating to take a picture of trees because he knew that mountain shots did better so he decided to whip his camera out and take pictures of trees just because he was trying not to do that so how do you feel that social media has do you feel that social media has changed your shooting process at all
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily for the better or for the worse. Um, I do notice that when things were starting to go towards like long form, instead of turning your phone sideways, um, like portrait shots, I do notice that now almost all of my shots are portrait oriented. Um, And they didn't used to be like that. They used to be landscape, but... You know, when algorithms change and Instagram started making it more difficult for just these little rectangle shots to get pushed out because they want your full screen. So I have certainly started to change the way I shoot, and mostly I'm shooting now portrait orientation. And also, you know, people aren't buying prints as much as they used to these days. So much stuff is digital now that they're just not buying prints like they used to. So, back in the day, I would be making these big landscape shots that that looked amazing printed out or big. But if I'm not selling a bunch of them, then I need to go with the flow and I need to keep up with technology and and the times. So, the algorithms have certainly influenced the way that I I shoot. That's a good question. Um, And also, now with everything like with TikTok being so popular, and now Instagram trying to be like TikTok and Facebook pushing out reels too, I've noticed that those really get more attention than just one still picture when you post it. So I've been putting my 360 camera on the hot shoe of my R5 and I've been doing little behind the scenes, like what you saw with the Eagles. That was one of my first times, I think that was actually my second time doing that kind of thing where, where it's now trying to make a reel and still showing my photography at the same time. So I'll post that reel and I'll add, I'll have a few shots in that reel, but then the next day or two, I'll start posting the still shots from that reel. So I I would prefer not to do that because I don't really care as much about video, but you know, you got to keep up with the times. And I've also gotten a lot of really good feedback because people see my shots and they don't know how I take it or where I am or how, you know, am I laying on the ground or what kind of camera sutra position am I in? Um, so people have really loved to see the behind the scenes of what it's like for me shooting. Plus you get to see what the clouds really look like. Like I, I like editing. Um, so I'll be in Photoshop and sometimes I'll replace a sky or I'll boost some colors. I'm colorblind. So, so I, I think I boost my colors more than I need to just because it helps me see them better. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's difficult to have to keep up with the times, but you know, I'm getting a good response from those videos and, um, yeah, I I like that Twitter is new to me. Like I've been on Twitter for many years, but I never focused on it. Um, until, the algorithms for Facebook and Instagram and all this stuff started changing. And Twitter seems to have really blown up with photography right now. And the community there is just amazing. There's so many good people. So, I mean, in the past two months, I went from under a hundred followers to, I think I just broke 400 last night, um, which is a huge difference. My Instagram and Facebook isn't growing that fast at all. So um Twitter's doing something good. So yeah, man, social media has definitely influenced the way that I'm shooting for sure.
0: That is um, that is really an interesting thing that I found too. It's, it's like, because Instagram really is trying for the video thing. Yeah. Um, I've heard some, oh, I've heard some photographers saying that they'd like to, um, start Vero accounts and stuff like that. I've tried it. Um, but I wanted to t- uh, get your opinion on prints. What is your uh, thought on that as a... Vi- do you think that's a viable biz- business model anymore? Because I know I've tried it a lot. And despite... You basically have to be marketing your butt off even to get a small amount of sales there. That's actually yeah. one of the reasons um, why I started Wondersphere.
1: Yeah, so Prince, um, I, I was definitely selling a lot more years ago. Um, it's certainly calmed down. I think uh, I think just people are going I, I don't know, I have a few different opinions on it. For one, the economy and people's income and just the money situation right now, it's hard for people to drop three, four or five hundred dollars on a picture to hang on their wall when that can get them food for a week or something like that, or gas, you know, when the gas prices were skyrocketing. So could it change in the future? It might, but I think the future right now seems to be so digital that prints just seem to be kind of a dying thing. Um, Now, if you move into a house, you're going to want to put artwork up on your walls. So You might need something at some point, but it's definitely not like what it used to be years ago when people could just get what they wanted and put it on their walls. So I've actually been considering stopping my, um, not my web, not my full website, but right now, Smug Mug, I have the lab that I work with, which is Bay Photo. I have them integrated into my website. So that way, if you want to buy one of my prints, you don't even have to talk to me. You just go to my website. You can get your size, your medium, everything without even dealing with me. And it's shipped right to your door. But, you know, that comes at a price to, to have that, that functionality. And right now, with the sales being the way it is, I don't know that I'm going to continue to do it, you know. And the metaverse and, and all this this future stuff is coming. What is going to be the future of artwork on your walls? Are we going to start seeing giant digital frames where instead of just buying one picture, you can just plug a USB stick in or, or Bluetooth a picture to it. And now you have a giant frame that's digital. I no longer need to sell actual prints anymore if that's the case. So I'm yes. trying to see where the future's going in general. I, I, don't, I just don't see prints, physical that's prints being
0: that big. I completely agree. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I completely oh, no. agree with you. That's why I see NFTs um, getting so big, especially with photographers. I've seen a lot of photographers getting into that.
1: Yeah, I'm about to myself. Um, I, I made a post, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago about asking um, about Tezos. I keep or Tezos. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I, I feel so old and out of touch because there's all these platforms and all these new things. And I don't know anything about it. I I, I took um, a couple of my shots that I really liked, and I animated them. And and also being that I'm a musician and, and an audio engineer, um, I did my own sound design, animated my pictures so they look really cool. And I had an OpenSea account, and I put you know a bunch of them up. And maybe I just made the price too expensive. I I don't know what I'm doing, but I didn't get any bites. But um, I see across twitter all day long about this this uh somebody collected this or collect that i really need to get into it i just i have no idea what i'm doing right now so <laughs> i need okay. to check out get into that wonder sphere and, and and get really going on it
0: dear lord i'm going to have to start ramping up my uh contra- because it sounded more and more like this is something that i need to get going on i'm gonna have to find a web3 developer here soon so i can get the the mainframe going unfortunately though we are out of time i'm getting a a notification here from zoom saying that they're going to kick me off but before i (laughs) i'm so sorry
1: oh no worries man no worries my brother um
0: so before we end off here it's been incredible talking with you i've really enjoyed it but before we end off here is there anything you'd like to mention or promote um,
1: let's see. First of all, I've really enjoyed it too. And again, thank you so much for inviting me. And I know Wondersphere is going to take off and, and you're awesome. And um, a lot of people can benefit from doing these things. Um, I guess one thing I'd like to plug is besides my own sick imagery, um, SIK imagery, um, is my wife and my travel YouTube channel. Um, we're all over the world. You'll see all kinds of awesome video and we do charity work we feature food we feature all kinds of things so if you go on youtube or instagram or any of the platforms at jillian and jeremy both spelled with j's um, at jillian and jeremy or the adventures of jinx and the tiny ninja
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right um i am actually going to uh have the link on in the show notes as well Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, check
1: that out. We're wrapping up our, our, um, our road trip videos and then we're going to do some videos from Yosemite and then you'll be seeing some videos from here in Mexico. We're going to Italy soon. We're going to Australia soon. We've got some awesome, awesome content coming up, which means some more hopefully great photography.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Check them out. And as well as sick imagery on Twitter who he posts some really awesome photos. I've really enjoyed that. Thank you. Thank you very much, man. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's all for this week's wonder seer podcast. Have a wonderful week, everyone. And don't forget to get out in the outdoors and explore. Bye guys.
1: Happy shooting.